At a time when many of life's little luxuries have been taken away, or at least put on hold, our sponsor Ole is here to ensure we can all still indulge in some of the finer things in life. I am in love with their retinol collection. I have tried all the creams, lads. And I mean all of them. And this makes my skin feel incredible. Really glowy, really strong, really bright, which in winter is a tricksy old thing. With Ole, I can face anything. Seriously, anything. And there's a lot going on, let's be honest. Reminiscing about travel, buying jewels to soothe my soul, and of course my daily dose of cacao. There are a million things I'm thankful for today, but what is my guest thankful for? The understanding that the universe creation can only bring you a gift. You might not like it, it's not your preference, but you make it into a gift. And it's a lot easier to get to the other side. I'm Angela Scanlon and welcome to Thanks A Million where we explore our guests' personal gratitude lists to find out the things that have shaped their lives. So, this week I have something a little bit different for you. My guest today is a chocolate shaman. His name is Keith and he's the founder of Keith's Cacao. Keith fell in love with the world of healing meditation in the 80s and the 90s. He now lives in Guatemala with his sweetheart, as he calls her, Barbara, where he discovered ceremonial grade cacao, which he uses to open the heart, clear the mind and empower those working towards creative goals, whatever they may be. And he's not fussy, which is why we love him. I am obsessed with cacao. I post about it on my Instagram quite regularly, just because it's something I do every day, sometimes multiple times a day, but I'm a junkie. I don't know whether it's changed my life or lockdown has or meditation or a whole combination. I've been throwing a lot at it, let's be honest. But cacao has this ability to bring me back down to earth. And I talk about it in this episode, the experiences that I've had. It is known for being very grounding. So if you live in your head a lot, which I think many of us do, I certainly do. uh, It has the ability to just make you feel a bit more solid. And that sense of it opening your heart. I know that kind of might seem like an odd thing to wrap your head around, but I have certainly felt like wide open on many occasions. I've wept like a baby and I've laughed and I've danced very freely. And I mean, I'm talking about it like it's drugs. It's not. It's chocolate in its purest form. <laughs> but it is, it's it's powerful stuff. So for those of you who wonder what's in my little cup, this is it. Keith initially experimented with hand grinding small batches of cacao and his friends and clients found it amazing and it's since grown like wildfire. Many of my friends who are practitioners who lead cacao ceremonies and work with this plant medicine a lot have said that it's been through the roof that there seems to be a appetite for it in every sense of that word and so yeah it's gone global. Many of you who follow me are already fans of cacao, so I know you're thankful for that little cup of joy. But what else have you been thankful for this week? Lots. 
it turns out David Johnson beautiful sunrises and sunsets sea swimming oh Jesus that's brave nature which is all around me Hayley Henderson homemade brownies snowy dog walks and a bit of banter messaging with friends oh the old whatsapp groups have you told them about thanks a million you should thank you Fiona Macken the walk the famous walk the first daffodil of the year and the laughter of my children warms me from the inside out and Graceland wine always yoga even with kids lying on my back and under me three fresh air I have to say that yoga with the sproglings hanging off you is really cute and fun until they jump from a height onto your back while you're in cow pose I'm strong babe I'm not a frigging animal I am kind of anyway shall we get into the episode we cover the benefits the energy, the intention that goes into it, the cacao spirit. You're going to want to get a load of her. We touch on manifestation and surrender and gratitude. I should warn you that I only really ask him one question from our usual questions. So don't be put off by that. It's not going to be a three hour long podcast. We've ju- I just went free. I freestyled it. Okay. I was mainlining cacao. I may have been slightly hyper and a little bit in awe of the bearded man sat in front of me. So go with it lean in lean out shake it all about or something like that enjoy i think you're gonna like it i hope i hope you're gonna like it keith the chocolate shaman i am so excited um I'm so excited to chat to you today. Honestly, I've got a piece of paper and I usually freestyle it. We've got questions and we may get to them and we may not. But I am, I'm so happy to be having a chat with you. I have a cup of cacao, obviously. Yay! I love this stuff. I I post about it quite regularly and it's interesting. I was listening to you talk um, on a podcast recently about um about the subtlety but the the power of it and how sometimes you don't really necessarily uh link you know these these moments of transformation or different things with the cacao so subtle is it and I feel like I've had a massive shift in the last couple of years and only when I knew I was chatting to you. I was like, how long now have I been drinking cacao? And there's a suspicious link between the shift in my mind and me downing copious amounts of this liquid gold. You know, I hear that. Really? I've been hearing it for literally 15 years. Mm. I had the same experience myself. When I first started, it was like, oh, this is a major plant medicine. Mm-hmm. It's a connection and partnership facilitator. It connects you to whatever you want to connect with. Literally, whatever, whether it's your sweetheart, your spiritual work, whether it's your productivity, your decision making, if you're learning a technical subject, if you are in a training program, if you go to the gym, if you want to put more weight on the machine and do more sets with more reps, but everyone connect to. It takes people to the next level. Which sounds wild. You know, it, it, it arrives in a, 
in a bar. So we're not talking about hot chocolate. And I think sometimes when I post pictures of it or I reference Keith's on my Instagram or whatever, people are like, what is what is that? And the, the kind of immediate assumption is that it's a, it's a way to eliminate uh, c- caffeine, right? That you would substitute it in for caffeine, which I think a lot of people do if you're talking about the benefits physically. So what is the difference for somebody who has never heard of ceremonial grade cacao, a, a, a term that you coined when you found this plant medicine? What's the difference between that and Cadbury's or Hershey's? They are two completely different things. Okay. Most commercial chocolate has the active compounds removed in the processing. They're simply not there. Even among all of the chocolates or the cacaos that are out there, the range of energies is completely different. I mean, we started this whole thing. We began the ceremonial cacao thing. We coined the term, and everybody uses it now. I work for a plant spirit called the cacao spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'd been working with her for some months, and I had the thought to ask her, what's the big picture? And she said, all right, you'll find out. And a week and a half later, I was on the internet copying out um, stuff about chocolate from anthropological journals because I was mm-hmm. studying. And so I read in this anthropological journal an ancient myth from Central and South America, that when mankind gets out of harmony with the natural world, chocolate cow comes out of the rainforest to open people's hearts and reestablish the balance. And then I understood, I am helping with the food for the shift. And from there, I basically spent three years traveling from Southern Mexico to Panama, sampling chocolate everywhere buying it in markets, visiting growers, visiting indigenous peoples. And I learned there was an incredible difference in chocolate. The biggest difference is that most of the cacao out there, most of the stuff on the market, now called ceremonial grade, because we never bothered to uh, trademark the title, mm-hmm. has a lot of caffeine in it. Okay. Often more caffeine than the active ingredients. And we call it too buzzy, no focus. So you feel high as a kite. Yeah, and the problem is caffeine is an energy of aggression. You know, if you've ever been in any office environment, it's an energy of aggression. It's nervy, and, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, with with caffeine, there if you use it regularly, there's a crash when you stop, or even when it's out of your system for a while. With cacao, even if you take high amounts. There's no crash. There's no letdown. You don't experience that. Yes, some people do get what I would call addicted. It's more on the emotional than the physical level. Mm-hmm. But what happens is, is that the spirit of cacao will assist you, if you're willing to go there, with your addictive tendencies. And it's a whole lot easier to clear them with cacao than it is with coffee, cigarettes, anything. I, including the heart stuff, alcohol. So of the vices that you might have or develop, cacao is a pretty, is a pretty good one. And I'm guessing will, will lead you to dig a little bit deeper. So rather than just a plaster over the things that, are, um, that you're masking with an addiction, there's a kind of, uh, well, I suppose maybe I would feel that there's a, 
a gentle nudging towards going deeper? Well, that is the first thing you mentioned when you began this talk, mm. is that cacao took you where you wanted to go, yeah. not where she has an agenda for. Well, her agenda is to help you with what is relevant to you. If that's in the gym, if that's with your health, if that's with your productivity, if that, well, we sell it to a lot of people who use it yeah. for creativity, artists, musicians, uh, it, it changes the whole ballgame. One of the principal characteristics of real cacao is that it assists in motivation. Mm -hmm. Whatever you need to do and however you get in your own way, you're stalling your procrastination the delays, all of that. It now seems to remove that and connect you in to what you really want and allow you to do that. You make choices that are more in alignment of the task at hand. So attention, focus, concentration. I have been told by so many people that cacao is a deadline miracle. And clarity. Yes, you have the clarity, you understand the steps, you are plugged in, whether you're the creative artist and you're plugged into the muse, yeah. or you're the executive and the ideas are coming in the flow. And what you need will be there when you need it. Yeah, because I would think, I mean, my, and and I was again trying to figure out where I where I discovered you, and I actually don't know where. But I'm, you know, I I have done a course during lockdown, and I'm I'm a big big advocate. I suppose my my approach has been, or my understanding is very feminine, almost very earthy, very gentle, I guess. And and you mentioned caffeine as being really aggressive, and I think cacao is is the opposite but maybe that's my interpretation. Maybe that's the kind of visual of mama cacao. So that idea is really interesting to me of athletes using it or stockbrokers using it because in my mind, it's a, it's a very feminine thing. And obviously as males and females, we've got a balance of both. And it, would you say that it's about kind of bringing in a little bit more of that feminine energy regardless of where you are or what you're doing? If you need it. If you need it, okay. If, if it is of relevant benefit to your journey, to your expansion, to where you're going. Yeah, okay. Uh, if you've already got lots of it, you don't need more. Right. You might need more of the other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And cacao will help with that. So in an, like, almost like an adaptogen where it recognizes what you need and then, you know, amps up that? That's simplifying it maybe too much, is it? Well, how about a friend, an assistant, a teacher that has you first in mind? Yeah. It's going to take you where you need to go. An old phrase from the website is the chocolate brings the door but doesn't push you through it. Okay. It's, okay. It'll be presented to you, but it's your choice what you want to do with it. Even if it's something you need, it's not going to be pushed. We're seeing a lot of people, I'm, I'm getting a lot of feedback that in all these extra energies that are coming into the planet now, people are discovering they can't do caffeine anymore. 
it's just overload when you add all the cosmic stuff that's happening now, all the stuff coming up from inside, all the stuff coming out politically and economically all over the world. It, that caffeine is too much. And they find that um, if they switch to a good ceremonial cow, they, um, they're able to work with those energies coming in, however they experience them, whether they experience them from inside or outside. You mentioned the energies and the and the difference between the energies across uh, across cacao when you went into your research and and now with what's available on the market. So does does a lot of that come from the intention that's put into the growing, the picking, the peeling, the packing, all of that kind of stuff, or is it more in the land? I think it's a combination. The first thing is genetics. Okay. I mean, my my three years of travel around um, Mexico and Central America was an education in the difference of genetics. Most of the cacao out there in the market, somewhere between 90 to 95%, is hybridized. The Spanish have been hybridizing, crossbreeding Central and South American varieties for 450 years. Okay. They hybridize for flavor, for productivity, things like that. And most of those cacaos, 98% of them, 99%, have lost a lot of the spiritual, the shamanic, the focus component because it wasn't being selected for. So a lot of my work is to find people who still grow the varieties that are left over from what the shamans planted okay. and to um, take them. And then the next step is the processing. And I, you know, I know how cacao is made all over the world. I understand that. I mean, there are very famous chocolates out there that grind everything, including the peel around the bean that's full of bacteria and all kinds of stuff. They just grind everything because it's cheaper. Um, we have, we peel, we throw out all the moldy stuff, all the bad beans, all the bug eating stuff, all of it. We have a 20% loss from what we buy. And there are companies out there that have a 0% loss because they grind it all. But, you know, I'm not going to eat that stuff. I am absolutely not going to feed it to my sweetheart. It's less about the effect that that has on taste, but on the energy. I think so. Mm -hmm. We pay attention to the energy. Barbara and I are in, involved uh, when we have a grinding night when everything is ground and it needs it's the cacao is slightly liquid and it needs to be bagged up now we're there we help with the process every bag every block goes through our hands and we talk to them we anchor in that energy i want to make it in the old way in the traditional way given that i'm not going to have several hundred people grinding it on a stone, a fire-warmed stone matate, you know, uh, grinding stone. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be doing using modern equipment. Mm -hmm. But um, the energy was number one. Yeah, I, I'd like it to have good taste. Yeah. I don't want to buy cacao that isn't going to end up with good taste, even if it has good energy. Yeah, but the energy is the most important thing. What you get 
that may, most people would say, is even beyond the chemical components, uh, which are significant. I mean, uh, cacao has anandamide in it. Anandamide, or anandamine, is the body's natural cannabinol. Which does what? It's a synergy. You know, ananda means bliss. There's also phenylethylamine, the chemical that runs around in your system when you're in love or when you're engaged in an activity where you've lost track of time, where you're immersed. That idea of communing and conversing with the spirit of cacao, I think that's quite an abstract idea to a lot of people. So how does that, like, is that about opening up your heart, about listening, about information dropping in, or do you, you know, does she arrive in front of you? When you're in the kitchen and you're making something not from a recipe, where are you getting what you want to put in the pot? Where's it coming from? Creativity? Divine inspiration? channeling it from another level of yourself? Yeah. Where are you getting that? Now, I'm not doing anything different than that, okay. except that it's been expanded and refined to a level where I can communicate with the soup pot or with the soup in the pot and engage in a dialogue, which may be mostly on an emotional okay. level. Is the physical three shakes of salt or two in the soup? Is the physical what's really going on, or is it the feeling, knowing, engaging behind that? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when I, so I did like a little dieta when I was learning more about cacao, and um, it, it was when we were doing the course, and, and people were like, she's got a real sense of humor, does the cacao spirit. And so I was, like, can be quite hyper. So coffee was not my friend to begin with. But I remember this one day I was like more. It's always more as more as more. And so I made cacao. I ran up the stairs as I was running up the stairs. Cream carpets tripped over, spilt the cacao everywhere. And when I sat down, I was like, oh, wow. So that was like that was part of it. That wasn't an accident. It wasn't me fucking up with my cacao. It was Mama Cacao saying, slow down. Stop running around like a headless chicken. Slow down. And other times, a friend of mine called me recently. She was like, I made the cacao. I did it exactly how they said you're supposed to. And I feel really sick. And I said, I have experienced that before. And I said, maybe. And she's in her head a lot as well. And I said, maybe it's Mama Cacao saying, come back. Come back into your body. And the nausea is a very physical reminder that you have, like, that you have a, Form. Come back into your stomach. <laughs> it can be that. It can also be a reminder that you got something that you want to let go of. Ah. And the typical metaphor for that would be bleh. release. That is very common. Release it. The other common thing is a headache. Mm-hmm. You are asking your rational mind to do a job that it's not designed to do. It's not your rational mind is not designed to guide you. It's designed to give you information. And what people would call your heart is designed to guide you with the assistance of the information provided by the mind. But in general, our cultures 
have insisted that you're going to understand and navigate your life at the rational level. And you start using cacao, and you're going to, you know, who else is going to tell you from inside you what you're missing and how you could take your life to the next step by opening your knowing? Even if you want to call that your higher mind, you want to call it the wisdom of the heart. Well, okay, fine. You want to call it the right brain, the intuitive mind, or the heart. I'm not going to split hairs. So there. you and you and that's what I love is that you're not stuck to any of those labels because you want as many people to experience this. And so those potentially provide barriers to people getting involved. No, the heart, I don't, I don't, like, I don't buy that, but maybe my higher self, I can connect with that as a, as a description, but it's all the same thing. It's your inner knowing. Yeah. It's being able to talk to somebody with the language they use. It's that reference to cacao as a heart opener. Um, is that physically or or um, emotionally? Both. Well, truly, it's on all levels. If you're dancing, if you're creative, if you want to get in touch with uh, another level of yourself, that is a, a lot more in the flow. The cow will hook you into that level. Now, most people call that the heart. Other people are more comfortable referring to it in terms of intuition. If it's relevant to you, how will help you step up to the witness or observer consciousness where you can see what you're doing, where you can open parts of, Mm -hmm. well, gratitude that are called vulnerability because you can see where you get yourself in trouble. You realize from that level, vulnerability is not weakness because you can also see your strengths. Yeah. So so what does that look like? Because I think, again, vulnerability and Brene Brown talks a lot about the power of vulnerability. And what I guess that looks different to everybody. But it is that a complete opening of yourself, shadow and also, you know, all of the bits that you in your mind have decided are weaknesses or horrible or unlovable? Well, it would be both the release of those belief systems that aren't really working for you, that you've adopted from parents, culture, schooling. Mm -hmm. It'd be the release of that. But it would also be moving where you draw the boundary line of safety, where I feel personally safe and where I no longer feel safe, where I feel too exposed, that kind of vulnerability. So it would allow you to move your comfort zone, to expand it, to where you know you are so centered in yourself that you're not going to be easily taken off that center. And if you start moving off that center, you're going to go, oh, I see it. No big deal. And you make a different choice. You're actually choosing what you believe is best for you. Yeah. Okay. But you're standing in the moment and going, I have a choice, A or B, and I am making that choice rather than being swept away in one direction or another or acting out of um, 
habit or fear or yes uh, yes, the expansion of your awareness or consciousness Mm -hmm. however you do it and how it the cow is one of those assistants in that process Mm -hmm. you experience that yeah You mentioned about about control and and the idea of stepping into your power. Surrender is something that I've become kind of maybe a little more comfortable with. And this podcast, and we haven't got there yet, but like, is it's about gratitude and that kind of sense. And it was something that I, you know, practiced in theory and dipped in and out of. And 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 I do think cacao was central in my opening up and and properly embodying that sense of gratitude. And then suddenly, I was feeling it, and I would sometimes have my cacao and weep in the morning because I was so grateful for like a little sliver of light coming in on my face or whatever it might be. And suddenly, I had this like sense of being so full with everything that I had right now that it didn't matter all of the lists I had made anything if they came great wouldn't that be fun but right now I am full as a bus and I could die in the morning yeah well you're working with the white knight of shining dharma his name is sir ender (laughs) sir ender I like that okay so what so that ability to embody gratitude comes when you go fuck it let's see what happens yeah and not attached to the outcome. That's one of the keys. Yeah. Because if you're ordering the universe around, you are missing the full potential of what is ready to be received. Mm. But you're in the way. Yeah. So is that that? And and sometimes I recognize that. Okay, the the lack of trust. You're kind of going, no, no, no. Did he hear me? Did they hear me? Because this is what I wanted. It hasn't arrived yet. And then sometimes I think that like obsession with the exact thing being delivered at the exact time, actually, um, is obviously dictated by our own limitations and by how we see ourselves, which often is very limited and that actually when you surrender the universe's plan for you can be much bigger than you ever imagined if you can just get the frig out of your way and i have seen it happen again and again and again um where the universe turns into this crazy thing that just keeps bringing you again and again and again something better than you could imagine and it doesn't even slow down And yes, you recognize it when it arrives, but the, you you know, you, you realize the secret to manifestation is not creating something out of nothing. It's letting in something that's already your personal property. You just haven't let it into physical reality yet. You haven't allowed it to objectify. And when you, when you open the door and start letting those things in, and well, how do you open the door? Well, get out of the way of a door, you know. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? <laughs> well, imagine you're standing at a door and you want to open the door, go through the door and get what you want. Yeah. And you're pushing on the door and you're pushing and you're pushing and you can't get through the door. And then you realize the door opens inside. I step back, the door opens to the inside and something that's standing outside the door comes in through the door. 
if you're engaged in an act of will, commanding the universe, there, now there is a place for that. Demanding and commanding can be a real act of power. But for most people, it's coming out of something that people would more often call ego. It's coming out of a place of them where I'm in lack without this. So it's coming from a basic root energy of lack. So it's manifesting a reflection. Reality is just feedback. It's manifesting a reflection of lack because that's the root energy. I am in lack because I don't have. And that, and you're talking about the opposite, which is the do the tood. The gratitude. And I'm saying that because I feel like I've, you know, understand that. But I spent many years on the opposite side where I was doing all the things, but I felt I was so heavy and stuck and stuck in lack. And I would literally wake up and I was like, here we go again. Yes, I am going to get this woman of festation finally. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. here, here we are yeah. learning that there's an energy out there whatever your higher self, uh, angels, whatever you want to call it, there's an energy out there that totally understands us, mm -hmm. is absolutely dedicated in the deepest of love to getting us where we're going. And you're saying that where we're going is predetermined. In a sense, yes, but by you, okay. not by any outside force, by the decisions you made of what you wanted to do in this lifetime. So what's our job then? Be more of who we are. Whoever the unique being we are is. You know, and then that, this gets into the creation doesn't make mistakes. So who you are is exactly precisely who is needed in this dimension. If you're supposed to be somebody else, you would be. That's no. now I'm starting to sound like but a it, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of, and one of the other big shifts for me was appreciating, you know, the struggles and understanding that those, you know, like actually applying that sense of gratitude to experiences, traumas on whatever scale that might be, and recognizing that those also may have been predetermined in order to create the version of you that is needed in this moment. Yes, but now that is the lowest vibration of gratitude. Okay, okay. Where you're grateful for some bad thing that's no longer okay, in your life. Okay. What you're doing here is you're focused on the negativity. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I no longer have that. Uh -oh. Okay. You're focused on the negativity mm -hmm. rather than the other word you used, appreciation, okay. which is looking in the opposite mm -hmm. direction. Okay. Okay. So in that situation, if you would think of it as appreciation, you'll turn yeah. to face the positive rather than basically directing your energy to the negative, that thing you're so glad you got rid of or whatever. Yeah. Well, I actually meant that I'm glad it happened. Yes. I can switch it to I'm glad it happened because it gave me empathy or it gave me compassion or it taught me this. Yes. Or it unveiled okay. that. Okay. So let's go into that. Most of us have learned this. Now, no pain, no gain. Yeah. You need to earn the right to be happy. And imagine at a certain level that you shift out of that and you discover 
that happiness and joy work better at moving you along your journey. They're easier. They're more fun. They're faster. They're more efficient. And you realize that when you're really in your way, you need the boot in the butt to get you moving. You need the shock to shift you. It works. Yeah. But to move to the next level where gratitude becomes radiance, where you spend more time in joy rather than in fixing your dramas. You let go of that. You realize that if you're fixing and correcting everything about you, you'll never run out of things to fix and correct. It's, it's never ending. The universe will say, oh, that's your joy? Uh, we'll bring you more and more things to fix and correct. When you move into the joy, things, the happiness, things move yeah. a lot faster. Okay, so yeah, we, we have this idea that in order to grow and learn and earn we need suffering and pain and we learn our greatest lessons through misery as such instead of that we can actually heal through joy. It doesn't all have to be trudgy. <laughs> this is the experience that you went through. Ah, it's time for me to take another step. Oh no, what am I going to bring through? What am I going to manifest? What awful thing is going to happen to me? Uh, I don't want to grow. Uh, Resistance. Yeah. You hit the resistance because there's actually a part of you that's saying, no, this is not the way to grow through the next shock. The way to grow is through joy, experiences of joy, of higher energy. That will actually work better. Yes, yes, you learned that the, the drama, the shock, the problem, that'll help you. It'll get you where you're going. Yeah. And it works. But there's a path of least resistance. Another path. Yeah. Um, okay, so like yeah. that whole follow your joy, follow your bliss. And I I mean, I think I get that, but I think a lot of people are like, come on, that is a wild luxury that when you've got kids and a job is just a ridiculous notion. Well, welcome to the power of manifestation. <laughs> that is a belief system that will objectify us. Okay. It can be replaced. It's a, a cultural paradigm to the extent that most people would call it a truth. Now, does everything turn up roses? No. But for me, the real difference is the understanding that the universe creation can only bring you a gift. You might not like it. It's not your preference. But if you make it into a problem, you have a problem, a real one, and you got to solve it. If you make it into a gift, if you go, where's the gift? Why did I go here? What's the value in this to me? You not only get there faster, but you make it into a gift. It still doesn't have to be your preference, but you turn it into a gift, and it's a lot easier to get to the other side of it. Also, the experience that more and more people are having is that if you go to correct the problem, it gets bigger. If you literally don't do anything except with your intent, send it energy for the highest good, the problem often resolves itself. Business problems, personal problems, 
They just resolve themselves. In general, people are discovering if you exert your will to get the outcome, to control the outcome you want, the energy goes down. I think what you're saying is go with the flow. It will often right itself without any hardship or interference from you. That would be the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds incredible. I I have to fight this. If I don't fight this, I'll be rolled over. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes sometimes you definitely have to state where you are. When you have to do that, if you do it without blame or judgment, the energy is going to be a lot better because the people will not be responding to the energies that are coming from you being off center. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that happens, I hear a lot of people these days going, you know, I need better boundaries. No, you don't. You need to love yourself more. And if you love yourself more, you won't go there. Mm-hmm. If you have a boundary, you can't do this. The first thing that happens is that boundary is going to get challenged. Yeah. Because the universe is trying to tell you that's not the way to control your life. So a boundary is almost a message to the universe that you're not able to look after yourself without a fence protecting you. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. What, ha- what in- happens when you're on the playground and you go, I dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, It's interesting, that word preference, right? So what you're saying is that when things come and you look at them as a gift rather than a problem, so acknowledging it doesn't necessarily mean it's your preference. So it's not about like toxic kind of or a pursuit of toxic joy or like, you know, wide-eyed positivity. It's about going, "Mm, okay, not necessarily what I would love right now, but actually maybe there's something to be learned here and I can yeah. change the energy of this. There's something in it. Why did I go here? Okay. Why did I manifest this? Why is this in my lap? Mm. You know, uh, when you take personal responsibility for whatever's there, um, yeah. you either pause it or allow it into your life. That's a Lazarus line. There's no fine print. You cause or allow everything. Mm-hmm. Now, once you take that level of responsibility, then it is a lot easier because you're not in denial. Yeah. You're not looking for that illusory joy, mm-hmm. that pretend joy that is basically denial. Yeah. You're then able to work with the facts as they are, mm-hmm. whether you like them or not. And it's not necessary to like it. I like that. But if you find the gift in it, you'll go to the next level. When you go to the next level, the universe says, ah, you got the lesson. You don't need it again. How about that? Okay. So we start to not move up because that feels wrong, but like, yeah, expand. Or we're not just going around in circles being taught the same thing because we're slow to catch on. Well, if you're not in a circle, then you're in a spiral. And although you're coming back to the same place, you are at another level. Ascending. Yeah. What are you thankful for today? (laughs) This is going to be a special episode, Keith, but I'm just going to throw one in for good measure. Today, absolutely 
right now. Being here, feeling all, existing in the radiance, watching it all, participating in what I choose to participate in, allowing it to flow through me rather than going and getting it. I love that. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> I love Keith's cacao. It is, I, I feel like it has properly changed my life. You mentioned that in, in the early stages of your journey towards like finding cacao, that spirituality was kind of all in the head. You were like seeing it being, it, it's quite heady and it's very cerebral. I feel like cacao for me has been that kind of, it's all about embodiment, right? And that kind of sense of being earthed and being connected to your body, to your physical body. And, you know, and obviously when we talk about spirit animals and other dimensions, that sounds like the opposite of that. But for me, I have had this wild kind of appreciation for my body. I maybe have lived a lot in my head. You know, there's a lot of people who dissociate, who kind of don't really appreciate their physical form or don't embody the things that they learn. They read all the books, they know all the philosophies, but they don't actually go out and like connect with humans. You know, you can read all the books and be an asshole to the Uber driver who picks you up, you know. So what what are your thoughts kind of on on embodiment? All right. Meditation time. Go on. Yeah. Ask Mother Earth to come up through the bottoms of your feet, through your roots, to fill your first three chakras, your root, your sacral, solar plexus, with the energy of support. Now, to have a physical body, you need some serious support. You need a planet, food, air. This is the energetic vibrational version of that support. And in your first three chakras, it forms a foundation. You're going to build a tall building. You start with a good foundation. You're going to do all that classic spiritual expansion, heart to crown to way up there. You start with a good foundation. This is the foundation. This is the grounding. This is the center. This is the support. Now, let this support touch you. It's right below it in the third chakra. The heart will feel safer. And then the love of the heart level will be able to guide the power of the third chakra, solar plexus. The power will feel far more comfortable to have because it's guided by the love. Love guides power. Power supports love. Guides power, supports love. Guides power, supports love. Get a two-way street going between your third and your fourth chakra. Where they are working together. 
Now that will pop up one to the throat and out into the world expressing your being. It will go. That's why you feel so motivated to ground, to earth, is that it is the foundation for all that higher spiritual connecting, whatever that means to you. Mm -hmm. uh, whether uh, literally it means creativity or it means ascension. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that. I feel very grounded all of a sudden. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> do I have a mom energy, Keith? I do have a little girl, but it's taken me a while to get into that mom energy. You have exactly what you need for both yourself and her. If she wanted something different from you, you would be there. But she chose you both for what you have and what you don't have. Yeah. Because that's what she wants to become who she is and get where she's going. Mm -hmm. If she wanted something different, she'd have come through somebody different. Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Thank you. <laughs> um, I loved that and I love you and thank you for everything you do. And I will see you in another dimension. Yay! <laughs> oh, gosh. I had to lie down after that, I'm not going to lie. A massive, massive thank you to Keith. And do go check out Keith's Cacao and read more about him and the wonders of cacao. I'm also going to do a little Instagram on how I make cacao because, again, it's one of those questions that I'm asked a lot and I promise to do it and I never do because I don't really know how to work reels. But it's on my to-do list this week, okay? So give me a break. Stop hassling me, okay? I'm giving you enough, aren't I? <laughs> Speaking of, my newsletter. Have you signed up? If not, please do. You can go to my Instagram and there's a little link there on Linktree. I don't really know how it works, but it's on there anyway. And this week, or is it next week? Oh yeah, maybe this week will be about cacao. Who knows? It's all a bit hand to mouth, but hey, it's free. <laughs> No, seriously, I've actually been loving getting so much feedback on it and I really, really enjoy doing it. It's like a deadline. It looms towards me every Thursday. Um, but, you know, we're, we're getting there. So any ideas or any um, things that you'd like to know or you'd like me to cover, then get in line. Get in line? No, get in touch. At Angela Scanlon on Instagram and Twitter. And as ever, if this sparks some ideas about what you're thankful for, I would love to hear all about it. Get in touch in all the usual ways. Usual ways. Or you can use the hashtag, thanks a million trio. I, I hunt them down sometimes and follow them. So, yeah, that's good. Next week is the last of our series, so do not miss it. And please, if you're loving the show, that sounded a bit desperate, it wasn't. Please, 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 sir, can I have some more? I've taught my daughter how to say it, honestly, favourite party piece. Anywho, if you're loving the show, please do write us a review and and tell your friends. I have had a lot of people get in touch being like, oh my God, my best friend listened to this and I loved it. Thank you. So, yeah, spread the word far and wide, you know. Bit of a hug for the old lugs. Anywho, that's it for now. Thank you so much to Louise at Rethink Audio and to you, the listeners. I love you. I know I said it last week. It was a bit soppy, but, you know, in the spirit of an open heart and all that, I love you. <laughs>